really get back home into God's hand, you don't have to dodge bullets because the Most High is protecting you. And when you read the word, you'll see that all you have to do is be still and the Most High will fight for you. He is our rock, our redeemer. He fights for you. All you have to do is be still and he will fight for you. You don't have to shoot bullets. You don't have to dodge bullets. You don't have to block bullets. You just have to be still. Put your faith in Yah. Put your fear in him. Pray to him and be still. And I'm telling you, the Most High will fight for you like you've never seen anyone fight for you before and protect you like no one has ever protected you before. He's our rock, our redeemer. All right. Welcome back to TPR. This is Ryan Wilson. Thanks for listening. And so for this episode, I have a guest speaker. I have my boy, Steph, Steph DeFaro. What's up, brother? How's it going, Ryan? Thanks for having me on, man. I'm really excited right now for this. Me too, man. Thanks for coming on. And um, so for for the listeners tuning in, pretty much, Steph, me and you had an episode on your podcast series, the Luxic View Mindset podcast, just a few weeks ago. So that's why I think we're both pretty excited to do an episode over here on this series. So um, I really appreciate having you on and I'm excited to uh, cover these different topics. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. So um, before we really get into it, I just mentioned your podcast, Lux If You Mindset, and the link to that uh, series will be in this episode description. Um, the episode that we did together was episode 12 on your series. So I'll put that link in here. Um, but before we speak about your podcast and Luxic View, do you want to just give the listeners a little bit of an introduction about yourself and kind of explain, you know, kind of how we got to this point today? Yeah, so I'll just kind of start, you know, my name is Stefan Pacheco. I'm out of, uh, I currently live in Visalia, California, but I'm from a small town called Porterville. Um, most people in California don't really know where that's at, but you know, it's a small little town. It's been getting bigger, but, um, I'm essentially an entrepreneur, uh, for the last year, you know, I don't really cling to labels so much, but I'm in the solar industry. I have my own personal brand, uh, called Luxic View and my podcast is called Luxic View Mindset. And just a little bit about the brand, you know, I started this brand five years ago with a good buddy of mine and we were on a mission to, you know, essentially just promote a conscious message, something we can stand behind. And then that's kind of how it started, you know, and then we ended up, you know, as a clothing brand from the inception. And over time, I just felt that I wasn't passionate about the clothes, the clothing per se, but more so the message of what the brand was, because I came up with the whole vision with the, you know, with, with the story essentially. And it's, um, I believe that I had to go through a lot of what my brand was about, which is crazy looking back on my original, um, my original like scope of what the brand was, you know, it's, it's about the constant progression, living life in the present moment. And it's just a constant reminder. And if you look at, you know, my website, I talk about how it's a mindset 
And so eventually, you know, last year, late last year, I started Luxic View Mindset, which is the podcast. Um, and it just kind of came from me wanting to further expand the message uh, in a way that people can like resonate with it more than just a label or a, a, a cool shirt, if that makes sense. So, you know, it was, um, I realized that for me, my message and, and the way that I conduct myself, you know, people will listen, you know, essentially. And I was like, man, you know, I started getting more confidence in my own ability just to kind of connect with people. And when I first started the whole brand, you know, I, Luxic, it, it actually comes from two words, luxury and exotic. And by no means am I, am I meaning like material when I, when I say luxury and exotic, I'm talking about the, the, luxury and the essence of life, you know, and view is perspective. And I believe that when you put it all together, it, there's beauty in perspective from, from anybody. And when I first started this thing, I was like, you know what, I want to create a brand that everybody can kind of resonate with. I don't want it to be tailored to any one demographic um, because I believe everybody's unique and everybody can bring something to the table. And that's, that's what I'm about empowering others, you know, and, the mindset behind it all, I mean, our mindset feeds uh, the possibilities in our life. You know, what we focus on tends to grow. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, how my brand got started and where it is today. And I, I would have never imagined that I would have, you know, been been uh, conducting myself on podcasts or anything like that, because at the end of the day, I didn't really back then have that much confidence in myself and my own abilities. And I think a lot of people you know, are like that in the very beginning, you know, they're scared of judgment. And I think that's where I kind of was at. You know, I, I, I just compared myself to others. And, you know, and, and I think in this world, social media, with all that kind of being around, that's what we tend to do. We tend to fall into that trap and like keeping up with the Joneses, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, so honestly, I think that's awesome. Because I didn't know that uh, the brand started out as really clothing like you said and really i think that's pretty powerful because a lot of the times what we start out doing and what our vision is for whatever it is that we're trying to build a lot of times the end product is way different than when it even starts yeah exactly um so so i think that's a pretty powerful story and um you mentioned like confidence i feel like that's a, a big part of it is a lot of people have a dream and a vision and sometimes they even start it but they don't let it grow enough to where it becomes what it's really meant to be like to take your example some people start out with the clothing line and then they don't even let it get to just the mindset brand or whatever the brand is for you now because right whether they don't have the confidence or they just don't give it enough time or enough effort um some people let their dream kind of die before it even gets to grow into what it's supposed to be so um i think stories like that are really powerful when it starts out as one thing and then becomes something completely different, what it was always meant to be. So I think that's awesome how the, how it all started really. Yeah. Thank you, man. Thank you. You know, and it, I was always very kind of nervous because like, it was like my baby essentially, you know, I nurtured it and I was like, there was times where I just kind of wanted to give up, but I'm like, you know what? Like if I really stand behind what I'm saying, like I have to be comfortable speaking on it and you know, over time, you know, the the brand somewhat changed from what I used to post. It used to just be pictures to get likes in the very beginning because that's kind of what everybody does. This was back in like 2015 and um, late 2015. 
And after a while, you know, it just kind of seems like dry. And I was just like, you know, I'm more than this as a person, like, and that's what I wanted the brand to convey, you know, and I started to develop like my own self-awareness and I started to understand my own strengths and weaknesses. And when people would just tell me like, Hey man, like you have a voice, like, you know, if you had a podcast, I would so listen to you. And I just was like, what, you know, like, why, <laughs> what about me? You know, I just didn't, I didn't understand it. But, you know, fast forward to where we're at, I just started being in tune, being in alignment with who I was, you know, destined to be. And I'm nowhere near where I feel like I need to be on the grand scale of it all with uh, my own purpose, you know, but I'm getting there day by day. And it's just about, you know, being uncomfortable and, and pushing through the, the limiting beliefs that we have. But most importantly, doing so to, again, em empower others to do the same, to find their voice, to find that confidence and strength and, and wisdom, you know, and learn those lessons they need to learn. But um, yeah, man, you know, it's kind of where it's at. Um, I always say, you know, embrace now the present moment. And I always talk about how doubt kills. And I speak on living your legacy. And all I mean by living your legacy is doing what you feel in your heart that you need to do. And it looks different for everybody. I don't expect it all to be the same. You know, like we're all unique, like I said. Yeah, most definitely. And um, it, it's, I agree. It's really important to not put a ceiling on it and really on yourself. And um, it's funny that you said like people were reaching out to you saying like, yeah, you got to start a podcast. You got to start. And people just are spiritually connected to you. You make spiritual connections with a lot of people. And that's why people care about what you have to say and they want to hear your thoughts they want to get your spiritual energy and and what you have to offer so that makes total sense to me that people were saying that because you you are effortless with it really on your own show on all your content you're just effortlessly connect with people and in, in real life too um and just making those spiritual connections which are important and also real quick, as far as you said, the title of Luxic View, I'm glad that you explained that because I didn't know uh, where the name came from and, and really everything. And I love that name. And what we covered in episode 12 on your series was we covered the, the title of my podcast series. And I said how it's like a, a surface meaning, but then the spiritual meaning yeah, is yeah. different. And I think it's interesting that you explained like you're like, oh, it's not luxury in the physical sense, but spiritually and Again, I think that's perfect. Like, in a sense, we the title, the whole thing has to be spiritual. So, in a sense, like the surface title is like kind of different. So, I like that it has that like kind of um, contrast to the title. Like, it sounds like one thing, <laughs> but spiritually, it's something completely yeah, different. Yeah. Um, so, I, I like that concept a lot. I think that's interesting how that worked yeah, out. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people ask me like, "What, what does it mean?" You know, they think it's like. Uh, because view is spelt different, but view, I just didn't want it to be the same. I didn't want to spell it normal. And it just, you know, it just stands for yeah. perspective, you know, Luxic view. A lot of people were like, what's Luxic mean? You know, and it, w the funny thing is that after I made that word uh, and I put those, you know, words together, I started seeing the word Luxic everywhere. And I'm like, what the heck? You know, like I started, I started seeing, you know, other, yeah. other things like trying to mimic that, but you know, nonetheless, I mean, um, I know the true, you know, meaning behind it, but you know, my, my purpose, man, my mission is just to empower others through that, that self-awareness. And I talk about how like, um, the brand overall, it's not just a, a, you know, just another brand or a fashion statement. And, you know, I stated in our story on my website where the energy that's 
you know, in all living things, a spiritual movement embodied within the brand, you know, love, acceptance, and grit. And I think that's important because a lot of people, when they're hit with adversity, man, they tend to give up. And and I was hit with my own form of adversity. And I kind of had to rely on myself to get myself out of the positions I dug myself in. Um, but I mean, we can go into that a little later. I don't want to um, over overstep where we're going, but uh, I'll kind of like, you know, give it back to you. Yeah. I mean, we'll pretty much keep it going in that direction, but I, I love it, man. I love the title and what you just explained. Um, I actually have written down to bring up. So you transferred right to it, um, which is the acceptance and love, which I know there was a couple other things that you said, and I'll let you explain it all. But the way that I noticed it um, as part of your brand was in the intro video when you uploaded the podcast because you know you yeah, upload yeah. them to youtube so i was watching our interview and i saw your intro and i want right. to talk about the intro song as well but i saw the intro thing and i i just really like it all around i actually love it and i took specific note of the acceptance and okay. love that was on the intro video and i think the acceptance part really stuck out to me because that's really a spiritually how you um, portray yourself to me and really to other people. Like, for example, in that episode 12 on your series, when we were talking, like you let me speak completely freely, like say <laughs> bold things, controversial things. Like uh, you were just letting me speak completely freely. But at the same time, you were like responding and just saying things really to be, I guess, an advocate for your audience and really just being accepting of not only me, but even the people that were listening. And I just really noticed that and was truly impressed by it because just the way that you were responding was really impressive because you were having really good points as well. You were also like being an advocate for your audience and just everything like that. So I took specific notice of the acceptance. And I think that that's a a great word to describe you and the brand because that's the vibes I was getting really the whole time is just you're an accepting person of all people and you show love to all people and real genuine love. So I did notice that. Um, and I want to hear you explain it a little bit more. So it's acceptance, love, love, acceptance, and grit. Um, there are many more to, to the, the brand itself, but those are the three that I, kind of tailored to more. And what I mean by love, I don't mean it in the way that most people think, you know, nowadays, because we we throw around love all the time, you know, and uh, especially with like, yeah. having hearts, you know, as likes and all this stuff like that, that it's just thrown around so much. But what I mean from that <laughs> is like operating from from love, meaning like, you know, love thy neighbor, like it says in the Bible. And that's something that I kind of grew up on, like giving those people that unconditional love and it could be attention. It can be um, just overall, like like acceptance in a way. You know, whatever energy created, and and I lead with that. Like I I used to lead with fear and and scarcity back, you know, in my early days, but I didn't realize it because that's kind of how I grew up. You know what I mean? And you, it was kind of like you almost take away. Like you don't just give to people, and some people would say that that's bad, but I mean, I, I love everybody like, you know, you have to love your neighbor. And, and I just the way the reason I'm like that is because I want to be treated in that way. And acceptance, I mean, shoot, I can go on all day, I feel like about acceptance, but where it resonates with me and the things that I can think of immediately are number one, what you just said, like, I, I didn't really 
uh, perceive the interview in that time is like really being accepting. Like that's how I am naturally, I feel like. But as you were saying that, I can think of many times where, you know, I, I'm in I'm in the industry of sales and, and that probably can be given a uh, con. There's like common misconceptions with that industry in general. But where acceptance comes in for me is like anybody that I would meet, I would never prejudge them. You know, I've met so many different people. I've been in the industry for like around 10 years since I was uh, roughly like, what, 19, uh, nine years since I was about 19 years old, I got my start in the car industry. And like, you know, like I, I just always accepted any and everybody. I didn't care how much money you had. I didn't care what you were wearing. Um, I was just very genuine about it. And even up until a few years ago, I would enter people's homes to, you know, basically uh, conduct like sales in regards to home remodels. And I would see how people lived poor, you know, ex excuse me, but like, I don't think people are poor, but like, you know, most people would say, oh, you're poor or whatever. You don't have money. But then there's, you know, I walk into a wealthy person's home. And so I picked up on a lot of different things, but I never once treated somebody as like the status, you know, that, that I perceived. Uh, I always was quick to listen and to connect and to hear them out. And I love just hearing them about them, about, you know, their situation, about uh, where they've been, what they've experienced. And I always took note of that. And I think that that's kind of where uh, now, where I'm at, I just realized there's so many different people. And for me to push my beliefs and values on every single person, you know, some people haven't experienced that, but all I can do is be the light at the end of the day and show them how I live. And I hope to influence them in some way, shape or form. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, I don't really know. I don't really know if it changes people's life. I have had people tell me, you know, different things like, hey, man, you know, your positivity from what you post, like, thank you, all kinds of different things, you know, um, but I always tell them, like, I'm not trying to take credit for that because at the end of the day, you're putting in the work, whatever you're doing. All I all I did was talk out loud and speak my truth. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And, and connect with them in the moment. And um, dude, I love it. Honestly, everything that you just said and trust me, you are just naturally accepting and you do a great job of that, of hearing people out. And that's why your podcast and all your content is so great. But even just with the podcast is because you genuinely want to hear people's stories. Like you just said, you really care about how all of us got here today. And really when you were reaching out to me to get me on your show, like you said, you were like, bro, I want to hear your story. And even in the interview, you're like, I want to know how you got here. Like, and you just, it, it's being genuine is really the most important thing, like genuine love, genuinely accepting, and you are just genuine with it. And that's why you're able to connect with so many people. And as far as really being accepting too, and just being a good advocate for the people that listen to your show, like you pretty much, as we were going through the interview, you even said, you're like, oh, like I agree with most, but you agreed with most of the things that I was saying, but you were still even giving like a different perspective for the people who are listening, who might not even agree. Like, you're like, you're like, Ryan, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I've been looking into this stuff too. Like, I know exactly what you're saying. And then you would give like different insight, not from yourself, but for like other people in a sense. So I just think that was really impressive. Um, and not many people can do that. It's hard enough <laughs> to just respond to questions and answers as it is. And then also providing like really good content too. Um, so that truly impressed me from that episode. Hey, so you, you're a natural with it. I, really. I received that. For sure, brother. And um, 
uh, I mentioned about the theme song, so I do want to touch on this pretty much. Um, so again, I saw the intro video, and as I heard the the intro music, I was like, you know, I really, I'm like this. I like this song. I like this intro, and as we talked about over on your series, like getting away from all the mainstream music. And that's where all the people that listen to this series, they hear me talk about it all the time, getting away from the mainstream music and everything like that. And that's exactly why I was especially excited when I saw the theme song and you put the link to that, like in the episode description. So I followed that. And then I saw the artist who has your, who created your theme song. And so I want to get your thoughts on this because I always tell my listeners that whatever we forsake, like all the dark side music, the mainstream music, we can replace it with light work exactly. and with light work artists. Um, so, so the artist that made your, is that someone that you know in real life or just so, someone that you've well, connected on social media? I would media? say both. Also for you, man, like I hope that we're able to connect in person one day and I'm sure we can make it happen, but I actually interviewed him, um, I believe you're talking about Brian Keith. He goes by the the stage name. It's BK Baby. And he actually is uh, a man of faith as yep. well. And I interviewed him, brother, on episode nine of Luxic V Mindset. And I got connected with him, honestly, through through Luke Mindpower as well. You know, and I, I followed him around the same time. And what's crazy <laughs> is like his music didn't resonate with me back when I first met him. And I don't know uh, why, but it just didn't. Like right away, it didn't click, you know, um, but over time, for some reason, it just it just stuck out to me. And I started seeing his content more on Instagram. And I'm like, you know what? Why was I sleeping on this guy? You know, like this is crazy. And I saw his transformation just as an individual. And it was pretty inspiring, man. You know, if, if you watch the music video for the link that I, I believe I sent, you know, he, he overcame a, a huge physical transformation. And it was impressive, I thought. And I was like, you know what? I want to I wanna hear your story. What inspired you to do music? What it, you know, like I was so uh, in it and I was like, man. So um, prior to that, I actually have, um, I had my cousin who's also an artist as my main theme. But I told Brian Keith, I was like, hey, how would you feel if I have your music as like an intro? Like, I would love it, man. I just, I love his message. I love what he's about his mindset and like how he got to where he is, you know, and he was like, for sure, man, you know, I'll send you whatever you need. So he sent it to me and I made it happen. And I really like it because the the song is called masterpiece. And if you really listen to the whole thing, he's talking about how like, you know, and it could anybody can resonate with it. I've worked out to that song. Like, I can't tell you how many times it's so crazy because it's like, I can resonate for myself, but he talks about how like, you know, in the moment, like you don't feel great. You don't feel like a million bucks. You don't feel like you have the power, but just know that God has a plan for you overall. And and what inspired him to make that song, he told me that he was in church one day and he was drawing and a, and a, you know, a lady of the church came up to him and she was telling him, you know, what is that? And he was just drawing. It was like random stuff, he said, but, you know, it, he was working on something and she's just like, it looks like a whole bunch of scribbles or whatever. And then he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm painting because he used to paint on clothes. He used to make his own clothes and paint, you know, his stuff on him. And uh, when she came back after he was done, she was like, oh, my goodness, that's like a masterpiece. And it just it clicked for him. And he was like, wow. So his whole song is just like just that it's not knowing where you're going to go, not focusing on the end result, but at, on the grander scale, like 
you're a masterpiece, but you don't see it in that moment and you will never see it. And, and you just got to stay present with it. And that was just very heartfelt for me. And so I, I just had to have that song, man. Like it, I, I heard it every night. I heard it every day. And in my sleep, I was singing it, you know, so I, I wanted to have that song. And, and I think it fits uh, overall the message of what I push, you know, just c- constant progression, acceptance of where you're at, you know, and, and uh, going through your own hills and valleys just as a person, because we all have them, you know, nobody's perfect. And when you look back, you're going to be impressed with what you are. And I, and I even asked Brian, I was like, so tell me when you were making that song, did you know you were going to lose like 200 pounds? Like, you know, and, and I brought that up and he was just like, honestly, brother, I didn't, you know, I was, I was defeated, but I was still making my music. I wasn't like, I wasn't feeling the best, but you know, like I just, I ended up doing it and it was a grind for sure. And like, here I am. And it's crazy because I, I told him, you know, like you're, you're that masterpiece now, man. Like you're, you're there, you know? And, and so just with that, bro, like, yeah, it was, uh, it was powerful. I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it, but I think everybody can resonate with it. You know, wherever you're at in your walk of life, just know there's, there's brighter days. You know, I'm, I'm really big on reflecting on the past and trying to learn from the mistakes that I made, because when you're in it, bro, you're in it. You don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you, you're just in it and you don't have all the answers and you can't rely on yourself, but you just got to, you know, be in tune. You got to pray about it and, and just fall into alignment. And I think everything will manifest into what it needs to for you. You just got to have the faith and you got to stay committed and just keep moving forward. Most definitely, bro. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check out episode nine um, and hear his story. I, and I saw the same thing, bro. You put the link to his Apple music. I added masterpiece and yeah. those other a has- couple other songs of his. So I added a few um, and I was, I've been bumping masterpiece and uh, a couple of the other ones. And then I went to his Instagram and same thing. I saw like, he put like in his bio, like God first or something about God. So I was like, this is, I'm like, this is perfect. So, um, I'm excited to hear his story and, you know, I think I, I want to touch on the, the important point as just like now th- this concept of, of getting rid of like mainstream music and replacing it with light work music. Like, like, I don't, I'm not sure if people know this, but like all these people, like that are just local people putting out music, like it's the same, it's as high right. quality as like the mainstream stuff. Like you can, you can forsake the dark stuff and just not even miss a beat, not even miss a step and, and have stuff that's just as good. And like, truly, I always say like, if you played like one of those songs and then just a mainstream radio song, like no one, if, if a person didn't hear either of the others and they didn't know who it was, people wouldn't be able to tell what's the mainstream and what's not like, that's how good the quality is. Do you think that's an effective way to kind of get away from the darkness? I've been in uh, a crossroads with that because, you know, I grew up, man, listening to rap, hip hop, just how my dad did, you know, and I grew up with a lot of, you know, I would say questionable stuff to some, but it was normal for me. So, and also, I, I don't know if I told you, but, you know, I grew up playing the drums, man, from fourth grade on. Um, uh, you know, when I was like younger, I had sticks in my hand, but I didn't even know how to play. But then I took lessons and I was in the band and I was in the drum line in high school. You know, I was just one of those kids. So I have a different ear when it comes to listening to music. I listen to the, the, the production first. And so, um, 
coming from that, it was always hard for me to, well, I never really questioned uh, music to begin with. When I was younger, my uncle brought up um, this documentary and it talked about how like these musicians back in the day, you know, like Metallica, Aerosmith, the Eagles, uh, Guns N' Roses, all of these top people, how they like basically sold their soul for rock and roll. And it was a crazy documentary. And at this time, like I didn't, I didn't want to believe it because a lot of the music, like everybody's listening to it. And it, it wasn't up until the last couple of years. Like, I mean, I was deep into like hip hop and even rap back in 2017, even though I was like on my own spiritual path, finding myself, man, and recreating myself. But it wasn't up until like the tail end or like beginning of 2020, uh, tail end of 2019, beginning of 2020, when I started to kind of like have these own revelations for myself. And, you know, um, I was in a relationship with um, a really good friend of mine and, you know, we, she had a son and, you know, it, it was just different when you're surrounded by the family element and you're kind of like discerning what you're listening to, like, what are you listening to and what are you feeding the people around you? And I'm like, wow. So that really began the spark for me to listen to things that weren't almost like of the world that didn't push like a crazy message because I didn't want to pass that down to little men. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, I started to really reevaluate what I was listening to, but I would listen to still things on my own time, you know, and it wouldn't be all that often I would get to, but I would still try to. And um, when I would go places and we'd have the family element, I, you know, and they would be with me, I would just be like, Hey, like, can we change it? Can we change that wherever we're playing? <laughs> you know, and I would say more recently, you know, the beginning of this year, I just have really developed a discernment, man. And it's, it's tough. Like I'll tell you, you know, um, I was a big fan of Drake and he just released music and I haven't touched it since. And it's been a few days and I had some friends even tell me, have you listened to this? Have you listened to that? I'm like, I actually haven't. And they're like, what? And I'm like, nah, I just, I just chose not to. Yeah. It's all good, you know? And we had a discussion based on that. And I was just like, look, I know it's not going to be the popular opinion right now, but this is where I'm at. And I know you can probably feel the same way. You know, I'm just, it's in my heart to kind of not be about it. Like it comes down to a point, what do you stand for? And what will you tolerate? Are you going to give your power to those things? Or are you not? And, you know, it's kind of tough when you're around friends that that don't, view it almost the same way when it's just kind of like, oh, it's just music. And I totally agree. That's what I used to say. It's just music. It's whatever, you know, um, you know, and then you start to kind of like think of, about yourself and you start to check the boxes. Well, I'm, I'm doing good for myself. I'm not going to let it get the best of me or, you know, you make all these excuses or whatever. And so for me lately, I just, I've kind of tuned a lot of it out, man, to be real. And it's tough. It's not easy because what are we surrounded by? We're in a world where, you know, like if, I mean, look, I'll just backtrack. Look in the Bible, Lucifer, bro. He was, he was the angel and he was the God of music. That was his thing. And he got casted down to earth. So guess what he controls, you know, and most people don't want to think of that. And I know it's not exactly. the most positive thing in the world, but honestly, that is where I'm at and I can see through it. And I'm just like, you know, especially with, with what they talk about in the music nowadays, like I was doing a charity event for um, 
for, for uh, a, a friend of mine, he threw this charity event. It was like called Hoops for Charity. And we played basketball. And at every practice, you know, people on my team were my family members and close friends. And, um, you know, we, they were just playing music. And there would be often times where I'm like, hey, could we just like change this trash? Like, <laughs> could we put something else on? Because I can't even. But it all starts with, yeah. number one, what do you stand for? Because if you're able to say those things in that moment, you know, like, what do you think the influence is going to be for the people around you? And that's, that's what I'm after, you know, the impact. And I know, like I said, I know it's not popular opinion. I know what you and I are talking about. Half the people don't want to hear it, but at the end of the day, like ask yourself those questions. Do you fully support what those, the music is talking about? Are you just bobbing your head because of the beat? And that used to be me. You know, people will be dancing quick to songs and, and, you know, I might even, I might even down the road, if I'm at a social gathering also do that, but I feel a way about it. You know, it makes me feel some type of way. It's not like it's just in one ear out the other. Like I truly feel, you could feel the presence of of what's being talked about. It's crazy when you're on that level. You know what I mean? For sure, honestly. And, um, I I will just say the process doesn't happen overnight. And that's exactly why that it's a long process to just slowly like wean yourself off the music and forsake it and get to a, a place where you can replace it. That's exactly why I tried to give alternatives on this series and just try and sh- show people and show my own journey. Like I've really tracked like um, throughout some of the episodes on here, just like how I was forsaking music and like where I was at in my different journey. So it definitely doesn't happen overnight, but that's why I'm trying to like exactly. put people on to what I call light work music because like like it's way easier if you uh, replace it with stuff. Like if you're like, nah, instead of listening to this, I'll just listen to that. So it is a it is a process um, that doesn't come immediately. So uh, what you just said was perfect in helping helping people in their own process. And what I do want to ask you about is you just mentioned how you can feel really like the demonic presence from the music. And also in our episode, our interview on your series, um, in that episode, you said about you, I think you were watching a couple UFC yeah, fights bro. and you said that you were getting like a weird vibe, like I think from the fighters or just something. So do you want to kind of try and explain that a little bit more because I do try and explain the demonic stuff on this series, but it, it's really good to get someone else's take on it. So uh, what is it that you mean when you just feel? So I'll kind of explain how it started. I'll, I'll tell you a story. So when I was younger and I was in high school, they had these high school dances. I never really went to them. And like one of the first ones that I had gone to, I step in and I, you know, I, I hear everything and there's somewhat of a vibe or whatever, but I just fell out of place. I didn't feel like I belong there. I would instantly think of like my grandfather telling me about like people of the world and what have you. As I got older, it started to become a a thing where I just kind of like would go just almost to to feel uh, involved, you know, because everybody's doing it. And well, nowadays, it wasn't up until like four years ago when I I started isolating myself a little more when I moved away from my hometown. And I was kind of like alone. I was like forced to be in isolation after work. I would just focus on myself. I started to feel like different ways about things and I started to pick up on energy more because I started to understand myself that much more because I wasn't focusing on, you know, always being around people. I was like, you know, doing my own thing. And so where I'm kind of going, like, I would say it's more up until recent, like 
Um, I, I notice it that much more and specifically about the UFC fight. There was one, it was, um, and, and I, I love like all the UFC fighters. That's the crazy thing is like, I'm, I'm, uh, um, advocate on martial arts. So that I think that's why I've always been tailored to it. Um, cause I've been watching it for like a, a while and that's one of the only things that I actually kind of mm-hmm. still tune into, um, because like I train jujitsu and so I like seeing when moves are implemented, you know, just different things like that, but there was one fight in particular last year, um, and it was a John Jones fight. And what's interesting is, like, if you notice, Monster is, like, a, a huge sponsor of the UFC. There's a giant 666 in the middle of the freaking ring. And, you know, you know, John Jones was coming out. But it was interesting because he had came into the ring, and before he went in, he crawl And he always crawls in. It's weird. But he always crawls into the ring, but this time felt different, bro. <laughs> he was crawling into the ring, and he stood up. He did his little thing, and he does this all the time. But I've never seen a fight live, like I've never watched him live. And so I was watching it, and you know, and me and my girlfriend at that time, we were like, "Do you feel that? Does this like seem weird to you?" And and you know, I had asked her, and she was like, "Yeah." Like, this is very weird. Like, so weird presence came from it as he made his way in. And I just felt like that was demonic. I felt like in that moment, it was something that maybe he needed to do. And this might sound freaking far-fetched for the people listening, but that is what I felt from it. And I still feel those ways about certain things on television. I felt that way about the Super Bowl, you know, this last year always actually about the Super Bowl. I don't really tend to watch them, but sometimes my family gets together. They, they love football. It's kind of like their thing. But they also know about, you know, the presences and these different things and the rituals. Like they're not just like blindly tuning in, you know, they kind of like discern what they want, but it's kind of like what everybody's doing, like I said. But anyway, um, that's more so what I'm talking about. And it might be different for everybody. Not everybody, I don't feel like can pick up on that energy or there might be some that do, but don't label it as that, you know, and that's the interesting thing. But I think we all have the ability to tune into energy, but we just don't know how to. And I mean, it goes to say, like, if you've ever looked somebody's direction from far away, maybe in the gym or anything, and they look right back at you and you're like, well, that was strange. Well, they feel that energy and something told them to kind of like look up. It's intuition, you know, and, and that's a very real thing. If your energy is strong, when you look a direction, sometimes people will automatically look up. That's no coincidence. And it's, but it's just not talked about, you know? Yeah. It's all spiritual. And that's why I wanted to get your, your thoughts on it because I I do explain this stuff on this series, but right. You have to really just feel it for yourself. And I think uh, the reason why it stuck out to me is just like, I imagine you were watching that UFC fight for fun or for recreation, like for enjoyment. And you still, you still like got that feel. Like, it's not like you were sitting there like saying like, let me try and find something demonic. Like you were trying to enjoy yourself and enjoy the fight. And you still were feeling that like overly. Um, And I think that's really how, um, you know, our spirits really, really does work. It's all spiritual. And like, you'll just feel it. Um, And I, I just think that says a lot because you like weren't even looking for it. I'm sure in the time, like it was quite the opposite. You were trying to enjoy it but you still were feeling it. So I think, I think ultimately just the people who are meant to see it and feel it, it, it'll eventually hit them. Like you can, the people, like, cause you said, um, not everyone can see it or feel it. 
I mean, if they tune in enough, they, they usually can, but people who have eyes to see can see it and people who don't, they can't see it. Um, so I just think eventually it does hit these people, even if they deep down know the truth and they're like, Oh, I want to keep watching the UFC for an example, or I want to keep doing this. It's not going to work that way because ultimately it's going to like end up keep hitting their spirits and, and making them see it. So that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on it. And, um, just as far as like the pro sports, like I, I, I speak more about like the major four sports on this series, but I do touch on some concepts about boxing matches and the UFC fights. But ultimately, a lot of these guys, like, for example, LeBron in the NBA, like in the national anthem, when he's doing like his demonic hand signs and stuff like that, to me, that's all putting like demonic energy into those sports arenas. And same thing really with the UFC fights, like if they're doing demonic things like in their entrances or just at any time in those arenas, to me, those are like really big energy harvest for like the dark side energy. So I think that's why it comes all the way through the screen and hits you. Like you're not even there, but you're just like, like, Whoa, I, I felt the demonic. So I think they do that purposely. And that's why the pro sports are really in a sense, spiritually dangerous because these players are doing things in those arenas. They have to show their basically like honor that they'll, they'll comply. And, you know, I I totally agree with you, but I'll say also, I have my two cents. I don't believe it's every player. I think that they have pawns for sure. The, the mat, the people that influence the most, just like in the music industry, like you have your, your stars that transcended the art and it's those that they target, you know, like the, the the top so and they do this because they're not done you're right one you know they don't want it's not just going to all be choreographed they do have some people that they pay way less that are just there that don't know what they're involved in but when it comes their time best believe there will be some sort of ritual or sacrifice or something that they have to go through in order to reach that transcendent level of being a star And, and i'll tell you you could look up on youtube there's many artists that denied that that talk about, yeah, I was invited to that party or that room and I just, I didn't go, you know, my, my dad or my family told me if that ever came time, like you better run. And I'll kind of say one thing too, like that's kind of what happened. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, that's kind of what happened to Dave Chappelle when he took off and he, he left fame because he would, he was offered that money, you know, and eventually I think he came back to it. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I mean, it is what it is. No, you're exactly right with Dave Chappelle, and um, but the the thing is, I'm pretty sure that I'm pretty sure they already had him. That's why he came back because he didn't have a choice. Um, so I think uh, you're exactly right. A lot of them, I think, realize too soon, or maybe they always know, but some of them do try and get away, but some of them don't have the chance to get away. Like he he was too mainstream. He was already. That's exactly why he's back now. And there, that, that's a whole other rabbit hole, really, of Dave Chappelle. But that is a good point. And um, you're right. As far as the sports, many of the players don't know. They're just blind. They're spiritually blind. So they're just blindly in the league. Some of them probably think the leagues are real and stuff. I, I don't know all those details, but you're right. It, exactly. It's the main guys. But it only takes the main ones to really bring in that spiritual energy and, and stuff like that. So those are all good points. And um, as far as you, you mentioned before, and you, you said this in, in our interview on your series too, about you said you were, and you said earlier, you were living alone. Um, and you were kind of asking me, like you were trying to get the story out of me. You're like, I want to know how you got here. Like, what was it that triggered it? 
And yeah, there was a period yeah. for me because you said you moved to a different city out on the West Coast. And there was a point where I lived in Philadelphia in that city for a year, like pretty recently, right before my awakening, really. So um, and being saved. So with that being said, let's kind of talk about what that what being alone kind of does and how that kind of enables us to i guess find more of our real purpose and kind of put in the spiritual growth because i think there is some truth to that i was in a relationship with with somebody that i was with in high school for like four years up until 21 and we're doing really really well for myself but it wasn't until that ended to where i started to like lose who i actually was because you kind of get lost you know for lack of a better word, you get lost in the sauce. You know what I'm saying? You lose yourself. And so I didn't have an idea of who Stefan, you know, the physical person was anymore. I was like doing things. I was making decent money or whatever. But when stuff started to crumble, I was like, you know what? I was, I was, you know, and, and for, for those that are my friends that are probably going to listen in on this, like I love all of them, you know, and, um, but we, we did a lot, you know, I was drinking a lot you know, six to five days a week, five to six days a week. And there's not, you know, I mean, I don't want to say there's, there's nothing wrong with that, but for me personally, I like almost couldn't say no. And that was a bad thing that I was dealing with of that, that pressure in a way. And it wasn't their fault. It was mine. And so that started to happen, but I I was also feeling the void that I had of like losing somebody that I had loved for like a long time. And I was just like, dang. So I was looking for that, you know, that connectedness and pleasure and things of the world. And, you know, I heard a lot of people at that time. And it, what sparked me moving to a different city was trying to get my shit together. Excuse my language. I was like really trying to figure myself out. And I was just like, man, the only thing that I can think of is just move away. And my younger brother was living in San Diego at this time. And I was like, you know what? We had gone on vacation out there. And so I just kind of decided that I, I thought I was going to move. And what's crazy, I don't know if I told you in, in my uh, podcast on our episode, but when I got back from vacation, I was working at a car dealership and um, this lady comes in and I don't remember her name and I wish I did, but she had came in, you know, to be assisted. She told me, Hey, you know, young man, I'm not here to buy a car today or whatever, but I have for some reason, like felt compelled to show up here. Um, she didn't tell me that right away, but I helped, I ended up helping her for like an hour and then, you know, midway in, she was telling me she wasn't going to buy or whatever. So I was like, okay. So we just started talking and she's like, you know what? I felt compelled to come in here today to speak with somebody. Like God was telling me, like I prayed before I you know, was going to come here and I'm diabetic and I shouldn't even be here, but I felt like I needed to. And, and now I know why it was to talk to you as weird as that sound. She's like, do you believe in, in God? You know, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And I was like, yeah. Like I actually do. And she was like, have you been thinking of moving lately? And she was like, and well, I said, uh, yeah, but I haven't told anybody, you know, I just got back from vacation in San Diego and I was thinking of going and she's like, you know what? You need to go, you know, you need, you need to go. And I was like, what the heck? Like that was so weird. And I was kind of like tearing up because when you're, when you're presenting with the truth like that, you can't deny it you'll feel it on every, on every fiber of your being. And it was crazy that I felt that way. But I, I like took what she said to heart, man. And, and less than 30 days later, I made the, the choice to sell my house out in Fresno and to move and to take off and to leave everything that I knew and everything that I built, you know, and I made that conscious decision to just take off and, and trust my instinct. But I'll tell you, man, 
it wasn't a cakewalk, you know, even, even in the process of like selling my house, I sold it like 90 days after I had left, went through so many headaches of doing that, you know, not being there. The house got broken into when I was trying to sell it, like all kinds of stuff. And the interesting thing, the day I was moving, I had a place to, to stay. Like I had, I had met a person that was looking for a roommate uh, out there and, and I had it all lined up. But when push came to shove that day, um, I had vet like me and a friend from Fresno, he was going to also move down there. You know, I had, I had told him what I was doing. He's like, no way you're taking off. He's like, I'll go down there too. I know a guy out there. I'll probably rent a room. So what was going to happen is, uh, he was actually going to rent another room in that same condo. It was a three bedroom. So I had a room, he had a room and the guy that was living there, right. His name was drew. Well, when it came down to it, I applied, I got approved, but my buddy didn't get approved. And so I had told Drew, the the gentleman that was basically staying in San Diego, hey, I know my friend didn't get approved, but I'll vouch for him. If he doesn't pay rent, I'll cover his rent for him. That's how confident I am in like in, in his ability to basically pay. And he's like, you know what? I don't feel comfortable with that. So as I'm driving to San Diego, he's like, I'm just going to find new roommates. And I was like, wow, I had everything packed, man. Everything packed in my uh, uh, trailer that I had rented a U-Haul trailer. I had my truck packed. My parents seen me off. I was already three hours away. And he's like, you don't have a place to stay. And I'm like, what do you mean I don't have a place to stay? Like, what? The, I was approved. You know, I gave you my deposit. He's like, I'll give it back. Like, he was just very hesitant on that because my friend wasn't approved. So I was like, you know what? Like, how about this? Like, temporarily... Like I just told him, I'm going to be working all the time anyway. I'm not even going to be home. Like I need to basically pay off all the debt that I need to pay. So I'll let, I'll, I'll share the room with him because it was a pretty big space. I was like, I'll share the room with him and um, we'll kind of do it that way for like a couple of weeks or whatever. So we agreed to that for like, you know, about a month temporarily, but it was, it was just intense, man, just to kind of see, like, I didn't even have a place to stay as I was moving and nobody really knows, bro. But I was like, I was like in tears, like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I'm moving away. I don't have a place to stay now. Like, so much was going on in that moment, but I still trusted the process. And like, looking back, that's one of like the craziest things I've ever done, you know? But long story short, what moving did for me, um, I was just isolated. You know, the only person I really knew that I can connect with was my younger brother, but I hadn't really connected with him in many years because. I'd moved away to go to school in Fresno and he still lived in our hometown, like, you know, an hour and a half away. And I never really went to visit. He was, he was younger. He was in high school. So when he moved to San Diego, I hadn't connected with him in like five years, five or six years, like really on a deep, you know, brother level. And the interesting thing was, um, we eventually did, you know, we, we created a bond that, that we now have, but just being alone, man, I can tell you, it really just allows you to to rediscover and rebuild who you are without the opinions of other people. Because when you start to try to change and do things different, people look at you different and they'll say, that's not you. And they don't want you to change. And I'm not saying that ever happened to me, but it's happened to people that I know, you know, people that they know closely will be like, that's not you. Stop trying to front. And that's the, that's the crazy thing is some people don't want you to change, but I think that's pretty selfish you know, of them to like kind of suppress the the change and the, you know, the direction that you're trying to go. And for me, I was just reluctant. You know, I did meet people over there and I did make some really good uh, connections with people. 
But there were times where instead of going out to party, man, I would just get off work, go to the gym, come home and just kind of like be in isolation. I would hang out with some of my roommates here and there, but they often worked as well. So it just really allowed me to find solitude, to get comfortable with myself. But I'll tell you, I internally was at a crossroads. I was trying to figure out who I was. There were many late nights where, you know, I would just kind of like trip out and like look in the mirror and be like, you know, who is who is this Stefan guy? You know, who who really is this person? Because I'm looking at a physical body, but like, I know that I'm deeper than that. It was weird because like, I didn't, like now I, I always say like, I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. But before that, I didn't have those words in my in my head. I just knew that there was something more than this physical presence standing in front of me. You know, like there's somebody deeper on a soul level, but I I was uncomfortable with what I saw the crazy thing. I was uncomfortable being in my own skin. And that sounds crazy. And I wasn't like, I wouldn't say I was having this moment of like, you know, uh, being suicidal. I was never like that at all. But I was just trying to discover myself, man. I was trying to figure out like, why am I here? What, what do I need to do? How, how did I get to this place where I'm like stuck, where I'm like in all this debt and like all these bad things are happening? There had to be a point where I messed up, you know, and I just decided to take the lessons from those moments and try to like recreate who I was. And, you know, I didn't really have a voice then. I didn't post on Instagram as frequent as I did. Like if you go back to my Instagram for people listening, like there was times where I was living in San Diego and I didn't show the front of my face. I didn't show the front part of me. I would always take pictures from behind of me, you know, looking over a cliff or me walking on the beach because I was uncomfortable. I was, I was, I didn't, wasn't um, fully like in tune with myself and I wasn't comfortable with who I was and I didn't know why. I thought I was kind of like weird, you know, like I couldn't understand, like, you know, and I was trying to like, I was trying to date and I was, you know, uh, I wanted it like a girlfriend and I was always seeking like external validation, but it wasn't up until like I started to get comfortable with who I was and um, you know, surround myself with the right people. I started to get comfortable and find my voice and find what I was good at. And eventually, bro, like I got to where I am today, but it wasn't, it wasn't a small process by any means. If I look back, I moved in 2016. We're now in 2021. So this whole transformation has been like five years. And, you know, now I have more confidence in my own abilities. But before that, even in my career, even in what, with what I was doing, I wasn't comfortable. I didn't think I could make it happen. I, I just like may, maybe because of like my failures in a way, like at that time, what I saw as a failure. But I realized, bro, like if you just put your faith in the main one, you know, and you continue to move forward and, and be, you know, truly the change that you want to see, good things are going to happen to you. Not to say nothing bad will happen, but it's all about how you handle those situations. And for anybody listening, you know, just it, it's a process. You got to enjoy the process. You got to just really find that solitude, I would say. And sometimes not everybody can do it. I was fortunate, you know, to do it. Um, and but there's not a lot of people that can do that because like work can be demanding, you know, or I mean, there's so many scenarios. Um, but I would just say. Try to find time for yourself you know, where you're not listening to something, where you're not watching something, you're not on your phone, where you might be going on a hike, or you might go on a walk, or you might just sit there and meditate, you know, whatever, whatever you need to do for you. 
Um, but during those times, I found meditation. I found myself opening the Bible more. Um, there are very many stories where I felt like demonic presence in what I was doing. And like I can say, you know, at one point I heard the devil's voice and it was crazy, you know, like crazy stuff, man. But that that's another story. But just to kind of like, again, answer those questions, just solitude is something that I think everybody should try to find, whether it's five, 10, 15 minutes a day, or if, if you can do that, maybe a week, you know, something along the lines of that. For sure, bro. And um, honestly, that a lot of what you just said is really powerful because um, hearing you describe yourself back in 2016 versus how I know you now, um, it, it's actually hard for me to even imagine that because all I see and hear now is your you having your voice and you have you become really who you are and like you said we're always still building on our journey we're, we're we're always getting there in a sense but knowing you now and knowing you spiritually now it's hard for me to even imagine that um and i think that's just really powerful and like you said it's been five exactly. years and our journeys never really end we're always learning always growing um and i think that's also i think that's also why you were trying to figure out about my story too when we talked before because the same thing like if i described how i was in 2016 you'd you'd probably think like you can't really see it either so i think um in a sense people spiritually people will connect with us and seeing our journey is an important part of it because it's exactly. important to show that like you do have to grow to get to these points you have to face yourself you have to find yourself and, and find your voice so um, everything you just said were great points. And I, I think it's just, it's powerful. It just speaks to your growth, your transformation. And I think all that's powerful. And, um, as far as the most high and like that person that, that told you like, yeah, you should move out there. Um, that's, that's quite literally what the most high will do is he'll send someone, a stranger, whoever it is, or a friend or a loved one, he'll send someone up to us to say exactly what we need to hear at that time that's why those people before like we touched on this yeah. on this episode <laughs> people were saying like yo you got to speak on a podcast we got to hear your voice and then that person telling you you got to move like the most high will use all all of his creatures he'll use all of us to get messages to to each other so um and, and you know i've had th those moments like that it, they're hard to explain to other people but they're so powerful they're, they're so powerful when it happens like it's an undeniable feeling um, and, and that's really why what I've seen too with myself and other people that get home to the most high and that really find God again, the, I think the way that we're all able to do it is because it's such a powerful and undeniable feeling. Like when you feel the most high, when you feel him working through you, working through other people and, and communicating with you. So I, I think, and it, it's just something that people need to really feel for themselves because you can explain it, but. You know, everybody's going to different cycle, a different time that that's going to happen. And it might not be for them right away. It might, it might be when they're older or you, you just never know, man. And that's why all you can really do is speak your truth for those that are listening. Like when it happens, it'll happens. You'll know, you'll, you'll have that calling. Just like I was explaining the whole music thing for me now, it took, you know, it took what, like 10, 10 plus years to, to, to get to this point. I'm 28 now. And it just kind of like I started feeling this way about it. So, no, you're you're a hundred percent right, though. Thanks, bro. And you're exactly right. It's just a, a long journey, day by day, out here, step by step, is how we have to go through it. 
And um, something I, I also want to bring up and talk to you about, you said in this episode about getting back to the present moment and staying in the moment. And we, we, we briefly touched on that on your series as well. That's why I want to get your thoughts now, because a couple years ago with a lot of my content and with just a lot of the message that I was pushing, and I, we talked about this in the pre-show, I was saying really the same thing about staying in the moment. That was really one of the key concepts for me. And I think that is a, a key concept in just spiritual growth and not getting too far ahead because if you're always thinking like, you know, what's the next move or what's my plan five years from now, like you're missing out on the moment. So do you, I, I kind of want to just get your thoughts and, and hear you speak on just the moment. Now I'm not perfect. Um, I'm definitely not perfect, but being present and what that means to me is just truly trying to ground your energy in that moment for what it is. So like right now you and I are talking, we're here, we're now, we're not in the future. We're not in the past. Um, we're, we're here and now, and what happens in our mind is we tend to get, I don't want to say overwhelmed, but that's like a way I can say it is we tend to want to figure everything out on how everything is going to be in alignment, right? We want that perfect ladder to the top or to everywhere we think we're going. And it, it just doesn't work that way. Um, but when you focus in on whatever you're doing in that moment and you give it your all, I think that it, it'll, you know, transpire into something that, I mean, you'll kind of be astounded by, but tuning into your body, man, like you realize that you are alive. You're the living, breathing thing. And I think we get so carried away with, the external that we forget that truly we're a living, breathing being. We don't force our bodies to breathe. We don't tell our heartbeat to beat as many times a minute as it does. You know, we're not telling our food to digest. We're not telling our bodies, you know, when to process what we're eating or, you know, we just we're in tune naturally, like our bodies are doing its own thing. And when you kind of just ground that energy and, you realize like your body, you're a temple, man. And when you focus in on that present moment and you come from a state of gratitude, I think that that, that energy is magnetic. And I'm guilty of forgetting about being in the present moment daily. Like it's something that's impossible to be in 24 seven. It, it truly is. Um, there will be points in time where you'll be fully aware and then you won't be it's it's but that's the process of it but when you can identify when you're not aware and you're allowing thoughts to just happen and you're focusing on tomorrow the next day friday of what you got to do and where you got to be when you realize your mind is doing that you just have to kind of go back to be like hey i'm here right now none of that stuff even matters put it on the schedule forget about it you know what i mean you focus on the task at hand and when you do that, I swear it'll alleviate any anxiety that you have. It'll alleviate whatever you got going on. You'll start to operate from that point of like love, gratitude, and, you know, everything else. And I mean, what truly got me to that point um, was just kind of like it brings it back to that present moment of things. You know, we're not over there. We're not over here. We're, we're you know, we're not in the past. We're right here 
and now. You know, imagine what you could do in 5, 10, 15 minutes of just solitude, breathing, walking, appreciating life, you know, appreciating that moment. And that, that again, comes to, to the message I push with my brand. Like, if people can come to that place, I think the world would be much better if we can just, you know, all unite as people and realize like, hey, we're all here and now we're not, we're not our beliefs. Yeah, we believe in those things. But we're a physical being here and now, you know, we're a, we're a human being, but we're truly spiritual, having this external experience in a way. And I mean, we're in a meat suit, man. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, it's, it's alive, but but our conscious, that's what is transcendent. That's what you know, our soul, our spirit, that's what's going to carry on. Not, not the body, not the physical, that the body is the physical representation of what you are, you know, and and it's, it's crazy when you, when you start to think of it that way. And I mean, that's why people say, you know, Hey, you're glowing and, you know, I love your energy and, and these things because it starts from within first. Right. Everything is spiritual first. This is a, a spiritual world more than a physical world. And you're right. The physical world is just the temporary physical world. And um, that's why I wanted to get your thoughts on really the moment, because like I said, that was something that like uh, that was a lot of how it, before I was really saved by the most high, I would say that was like a core concept. And it, you just had me thinking about it again when you were speaking about it before when we talked. And it, it just had me reevaluating it because I had, I guess, different ideas of what the moment was for me like a couple of years ago versus now. So I was like, I haven't even really thought about what the moment is like for me now. And you just had me thinking about that. And um, I, I think really, in a sense, I had trained myself to be like always try and be in the moment for like years. So I was like, I think I still have that. Like I was just really kind of re re-asking myself what the moment was and re-evaluating it for, it for myself because I heard you saying it. So you just had me thinking, but um, so I thought that was interesting. That's why I wanted to hear your thoughts on it. And um, everything you just said is really true, just about, you know, staying in the moment and realizing that we're spiritual beings more than more than physical. It's, it's more than just the surface temporary world. So you no, know, exactly. I, I think my ability to connect comes from doing my best to try to remain in that present state of mind and not thinking of the future and what time it is and how long we're going for. And sometimes you got to be mindful of other people's time and stuff. But in that moment, I'm just so caught in it. That's why my episodes are so long. You know, like I just, you know, like that's usually what happens. I get lost and, and, uh, that's why I don't like to plan. Yeah, that's why I don't like to plan things. It just when you're having a good time and you're having genuine conversations. Lost in the moment, happens. most definitely, bro. I agree. And um, so kind of to shift gear, try to get out of the moment now, to, to shift gears a little bit. Um, what I do want to get your thoughts on as well is really kind of going along with this. Really, just the the paradigm shift that we kind of spoke about on your episode as well. Um, let's kind of, I want to talk about this really from the perspective of people like me and you both have a podcast. You said you're an entrepreneur. So many people are seeing this type of paradigm shift where a lot of people are getting more yes. towards their small businesses, more towards their entrepreneurship and more towards their craft and their art that they're creating. 
as opposed to the traditional jobs, the traditional matrix and really paradigm that used to be and that once was. So I, I do want to talk about it from our perspective as people who have podcasts. You said you're an entrepreneur. But to really start it out, I even want to just point out and take note of how the paradigm shift has really been applied to not just people who are working on their craft, working on their business, but even people that had those matrix old paradigm type of jobs, even they are seeing this paradigm shift. For example, a lot of people are now working from home instead of having to you know, commute to work and then be there all day. Um, so that's why I think the paradigm shift is pretty important. And I want to hear your thoughts on it because I think it's been applied to really everybody, even people that are in those okay. matrix type jobs. And then also people so like us. Every person, they do have a unique part. So not everybody, I mean, I don't think everybody can possibly be an entrepreneur. Some people are not, you know, maybe cut out for it. Um, however, I will say that for myself, how it worked out was, you know, I, I was in a, I was in a job um, kind of doing the same thing I do. I'm a, I'm a, a solar broker. So, um, you know, I help people transition from dirty energy, dirty electricity over to solar. Well, how it worked for me was I started to have to create my own business in a way. So I wasn't employed by anybody. And what this did for me was really allowed me to focus in on myself and my own craft and what I wanted to pursue. So that like truly funds my ability to be on my own. And with that, for me, came truly me being in alignment with who I am as a person. Because when I had a job, spiritually, I felt suppressed. I felt like I had no say. I felt like I had to comply. And I think a lot of people can say that. I dreaded Sundays, you know, going to work the next day. I didn't, I wasn't really in tune with it. And this was like every job that I've ever had. Um, some people can make it work where they can balance what they're doing for work and what they want to do as their passion or craft. Um, but for me, I always felt suppressed and the way I think, you know, I think 2020 for a lot of people, I think that it really, like when everything shut down, bro, a lot of people were left without a job for those, you know, those periods of times. And, you know, for when you have a family and you're doing all these things, like you, you still got to find a way to provide. So for some people, they, they took it upon themselves to start a business, to do different things. And it's awesome to see. Um, but a lot of people started to put like their passion first and many people will have different, um, ways that they think about it. Like, oh, you don't do what you're passionate about or do what you're passionate about, but honestly do whatever your soul is calling for at the end of the day. And for me, it was the freedom. It was the ability to create. And I, when I was employed, I didn't have that creative energy as I do now because I, I was stuck to a rigid schedule. And my time was like demanded, like my certain times were demanded from me, you know, certain times throughout my day. So it left me physically, emotionally, spiritually without time for myself because I had to do other things that I wanted to do, like keep my body in shape or, you know, I had to make myself food on the spare time that I had or I had to commute. And so like all of these different things play a role in how we live our life. And I will say now with doing what I'm doing, focusing in on my craft, helping people um, truly, you know, make a conscious decision to transition over to, to solar, like that has allowed me to do truly what I wanted to do um, on every level. And it's made me a much happier person because I get to create that time and devote time 
and I get to say no to things that I don't want to do. And I, I don't, I just posted something today where it was like true wealth comes from not having to go to those meetings and, you know, not having to, to work with jerks and not having to, you know, being able to say no to things and yes to things. And I think that plays a big role. Um, but like I said, everybody kind of has a different career job, whatever. Some people like that are in the medical field or that are in other things, you know, like that might be their calling too. They might be uh, destined to help people in that way. Um, but for the people out there that that have or experience what I'm talking about or that are on that verge of like figuring out if they want to jump ship and, and do their own thing, like all I would say is like, for me, I was, I was much happier doing that. You know, um, I, I joined uh, a martial art that I've wanted to join for a while because I had the time because I, I now can go places at five thirty to seven. You know what I mean? Like it just, it worked out. I took on new hobbies that, that stimulated me much more that I was actually happy with. You know, I learned to play different sports and do different things. And I, I was no longer suppressed and held back from going to like family birthday or gatherings and things like that, or, being able to go on a vacation spontaneously, like all those things, man, I wouldn't trade it for the world. And it doesn't matter, you know, if I'm making a ton of money anymore, which obviously that's my goal because I have bigger aspirations. Like I want to take care of my family, but it's not just because I'm chasing money. It's because what it can do for those around me. And it's for the impact that I want to create. Um, but that's kind of like where I'm at with it, you know? And I think, like I said, 2020 for a lot of my, my close friends, family members, it's done a lot for them to help them. Cause at the end of the day, life's happening to us, not, excuse me, it's happening for us, not to us. It's on the reverse for us, not to us. And when you look at it from that way, you start to kind of take your power back and put your energy in the direction that you want it to go. Um, but you know, like I said, with people being at home more, they started to reevaluate their life and be like, man, I got this time on my hands. Things are closed. You know, what do I like to do? What do, and, and, it's in those moments that truly allow us to figure that out. But when you're, when your energy's demanded, like it, it's, it's something in and of itself. And I'm not going to say that it's bad because for some, they're truly passionate about what they do. And I respect that. Um, but like I said, if you're unhappy and you want to make a change and you know, it's the right thing to do, trust me, I've been there. I was there for many years, but I was hesitant because I just didn't believe that I could make it happen or I was scared because I was going to take a pay cut. But ultimately, like when you continue to work at it and you put the main one, you know, you put the main one first, like you're going to be astounded at what's to happen and where you're going to go. And looking back last year, like I would have never imagined that I'd be where I'm at today. Honestly, I was, I was in such a fear state when 2020 kind of happened. Um, not to say I was always like that, but like, I was like, Oh shoot. You know, now I'm forced to make the decision. I don't even get to make it on my own terms. Like I got to make it work now, you know? So it's kind of how it happened for me, man. Um, but like I'm saying, anybody listening in, just follow follow your heart at the end of the day. It doesn't need to be what you're passionate about or whatever your heart is calling. If it's leave the job and go find a new one, like, hey, do that too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And um, because it's mm -hmm. interesting because it was it was quite literally like this week last year when it all started, like a year, ex a year ago, exactly. And I love that you said life is happening for us, not to us, because I agree. I, I, I view it from the perspective of the most high is that he's really given us grace periods to 
be at home and see what really matters to us, what's really important, all the things that you just said. So, it, of course, there's there's things happening, bad things happening to people and stuff right now. But at the same time, these are really grace periods and good things happening to us. And I really wanted to get your thoughts on it because like for someone like, you know, I I was already speaking on my podcast. I already had that platform before. So then when 2020 came, it was just like my, my eyes were open and it was really clear to me. It was like, this is what I need to be working on. This is what I need to be doing. So for people like me and you who already kind of had our platforms, you already had your brand exactly. going for people like us, when the paradigm shifted, it was kind of really clear of what we should do. And, and I think that we were rewarded for like taking that step and having our platforms, creating our brand, even when we didn't even know what it was at, at certain points, we were kind of rewarded for that and in, in having a clear vision now. But the reason why I bring up the people who are like working from home and stuff like that is because the paradigm shift really happened for people that did that weren't like necessarily chasing their craft or, exactly. or working on that, but they still got this opportunity to maybe work from home and not have to commute or do it differently. So um, I, I did just want to bring up the points of, of course, it happened to a lot of people who were entrepreneurs working on their craft, but it also did happen to different people in the matrix too, giving them different opportunities. So I think it really is a paradigm shift all around. Um, and truly, I think it's all really grace and blessings from the most high, giving us these opportunities. Like now I can just go all in on, you know, what I'm working on. You have now your, your better job that you like, you have more free time. So I think there's a lot of levels to it. And I think that people don't realize that they're actually getting grace periods, blessings from the most high. Um, but in fact, they actually yeah, are. So, so I like did want to get your that, thoughts on I mean, that. I mean, I can say that as well. Like it just, it really made me evaluate what is important. Like you said, noticing how like everything was closed. You really couldn't go anywhere. You know what I mean? And it was just like, oh shoot. Like I value these relationships. I value this. I value that. Um, so, I mean, there were, there were blessings yeah. for everybody, but it all kind of depends on like the perspective that they were in, in those moments. Um, I know many people, I know a few, I'll tell you one of them. He, I used to work with him at the last job I was at, but when this all happened, I mean, he was good at working uh, woodwork, like with his hands, you know, he really enjoyed it. And he started making um, like the uh, American flags, like painted and engraved and, and he would burn them and stain them and like really immaculate stuff. And I was like, wow. And, and so he turned something he liked into a way, he, like a side hustle in the meantime, you know? So a lot of people found different things that they were able to do, man. And um, for those that are still seeking on what they yeah. should do, like, what do you like to do? And it's kind of like one of those things. Uh, or what are you good at? You can totally change that perspective or that like thing that you're doing into something else. And I will say, like, for me, I probably would have never started the Lugs of You Mindset podcast if if I didn't have the free time that I did, because I used to work six, seven days a week sometimes, you know, and it was de very demanding 10, 10 hour days traveling included in that. And so I just didn't technically yeah. quote unquote, like have the time, right. Um, for myself or for like the things that I truly wanted to do. And it's nobody's fault at the end of right. the day, but the way that it all kind of happened and transpired, like, it's a blessing, like I said, in disguise, really. And it's all how you look at it, you know? Most definitely. I couldn't agree more. And it's just really interesting. And there's so many different levels to it because, right, some people, 
started a business because they had to put uh they had to make money to put food on the table or some people did it just because they had free time and that's just why i do think the best way to describe it is the paradigm shift because that old world is really coming down and it it, the new world is being (laughs) really really made and I, I think there's just a sense of duality to it because I think that there's, of course, dark side agendas bringing in the, like, that new world from that perspective. But at the same time, there's like a light side new world that's being built as well. So I just think it's it, it's just really interesting to think about because you said in that episode on your series, you said these are interesting times like we've never lived through anything like this before. And you're exactly right. So I think now being a year later like like we said it's been exactly a year i think this is a good chance to kind of look back on that past year and like you said some people might they didn't get their craft started or they didn't get their business fully underway in the past year but now you know there there's still time the paradigm shift it wasn't just the one year and now it's back to how it was this is going to be really a progression kind of getting away from that old world to the new one so i i love that you're encouraging people and trying to help people find their purpose because you know i I think there's so many options and opportunities out there for a lot of people and i don't know it's just interesting to think about and talk about that's why i wanted to bring it up and and we were covering so many things on on your episode on your series and like there's many points that we brought up like the paradigm shift that we didn't even really cover so i'm like to each individual and what they can do and the possibilities that's for sure like people really started to evaluate that. And I mean, even for me, like traditional solar wasn't the way that I thought, like yeah. I, thought I had to go meet up with the people, but I started to do things over zoom. You know what I mean? And it just was like, Whoa, I can do that. Cause honestly, like, I didn't think that that was a possibility. Uh, I had been told that it was possible by several yeah. people. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I could do it though. And this was even, this was even going into like April, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I love it, bro. And to be honest, like at the at the very start of the pandemic, pretty much when like a lot of my friends and people that I knew were starting to work, they had to work from home. I was truly excited for them because I'm like, you know, I'm like, who really wants to go to the office like all day? Like if you can do stuff on Zoom, you could do stuff from home. Like, I think that's a little better. So I was truly excited for the people that were working those type of jobs and got the chance to work from home. Exactly. And now it's save just a commute. normal thing you could do instead of having to meet people in person, you could just do a zoom call and save time, save energy and, and probably have a better, have a better connection. Yeah. So um, I think there's so many blessings in disguise as, as I think you put it. And a lot of people are focused on really the, the, the disguise and they're not really realizing the blessings that are out there. So um, and I think the paradigm shift goes on on so many levels because you have people waking up to like the spiritual agendas, all the spiritual stuff that we talk about. And it, there's people waking up to that. There's people waking up to their craft, their true purpose. I think there's a lot of different uh, wake uh, wake ups going on right now. People are waking up on many different levels. Exactly. And I think it's just honestly great because the the veil is coming down. That old world is coming down. And I don't know. It's just a, it's a, it's really a cool time that we're living in. You said we're living in interesting times in that episode, and it's good to get your thoughts on it. One other thing I do want to bring up before we kind of wrap it up here. So you, you were posting earlier today about your shadow ban on Instagram, and I definitely want to get your thoughts on this because I, I experienced the same exact thing. Um, I'm not so much heavy on my Instagram TV 
right now, but over like the summer months and the uh, last few months before this, um, I was posting on IGTV a lot, those type of videos. And it was just stuff from my podcast, exposing darkness. And if you go through my IGTV, there's like 30 views, like real, like really, really ridiculously low. And I had an old interview before from like, before I was speaking about this stuff and it had like 650 views or something. I'm like, okay, like, and I know there's an algorithm on Instagram. They they want to really suppress the small counts, no matter whatever you're talking about, whether you're exposing truth or not. Um, they want to suppress exactly. the small accounts. They want the false prophets. They want all the puppets with millions of followers. They they want their posts out there. And the small people like us, they want to suppress. But accounts <laughs> exposing the truth and like vaccines and all that stuff. And they were talking about shadow bans, but it hadn't really happened to me. And I thought it was just, oh, like, you know, just, your followers are not paying attention anymore. That's kind of what I thought, you know, but I mean, my, my stories would get, you know, 200, 300 plus views. And all of a sudden, some of them like would only get like less than a fourth of that. And I was like, what the heck? And I would keep like, if you look at the engagement, you can see everything that you've posted and how, how many views you've had over the course of like a month on all of your stories. And so I was like, all of the ones where I'm just talking and they're not like a post from another account, they're getting a lot of views and things that I'm like doing and stuff like that. But when it comes to anything truth related, that it's not, it's not being exposed. And you know, that whole shadow ban thing is actually true. Like they suppress those types of, of accounts. There's an algorithm to pull it, you know, to, to when it, it knows what you're posting and they're trying to minimize that completely. Um, I was actually, I saw a post yeah. today where they're also YouTube, Google, and all those other, because at the end of the day, Facebook and Instagram are one and the same, and uh, they're owned by Mark Zuckerberg, which he's also in affiliation with the higher ups now. You know, the platforms are just so big um, that they have to suppress it because more people are on that than they are on like actual internet. You know, social media is like, a huge industry. And I mean, it, it got that way over the last 15, 20 years before it wasn't even a thing, but that's where all the attention's at. So now they know that people are on these platforms. They got to kind of suppress a lot of the air quote fake news. Right. And they have to throw out these fact checkers, but like the fact checkers only came about when the truth was exposed, you know, like, and it, for, for those listening, there's this book, it's called 1984. It actually talks a lot about, what's going on today by George Orwell. And he talks about the thought police, which like in this, in it's like a hypothetical fictional book, but you'll find out like they talk about like big brother monitoring people's thoughts. Whenever they think of, of a thought like that's true to them, they come in and, and like mind control basically. And is like, no, this isn't true. This is false information. You, this is a false idea. Like this is not true. This is true. And it's in their mind, which is crazy. But that's kind of like what's happening today because on social media, you're constantly like, you'll see, oh, this COVID, you know, uh, post is not accurate information for accurate information. Go to the CDC. Like, well, okay. You know, like, so now they can tell you what to believe and what to think. And what's sad is a lot of people believe it. And (laughs) the people that don't believe it, they're labeled conspiracy theorists. But that whole term conspiracy you know, was was created by the agenda to belittle and to ridicule people that think for themselves. And I'm not going to say every conspiracy air quote is real, but do your own research, you know, make your own opinion. And that's kind of where I came from. Like, I'm not going to 
Like, I don't care if 10 of my friends tell me that I'm stupid, like whatever, I'm going to believe what I'm going to believe. If you're going to do that. Hey, do that by all means, you know, that's fine. For sure. And literally you're, you're exactly right. As soon as, as soon Never. as the fact checkers came out, that should have told people that we're all waking up because right. When do they ever have that? Now they have it on, now they have it on Instagram. They have it on Twitter. They have, I think they have fact checkers on Facebook and I'm not even on Facebook and I'm pretty sure they have it there. So that should just show people that people were waking up and the the shadow ban is definitely real. They, they, right. It's the algorithm. It won't display it on other people's feeds. It won't go up on the feed. They'll just put it up quietly. Um, it won't ever get on the explore page. It won't get to, it won't get to as many people. They do it purposely. And you're right. It's clear that it's the algorithm that does it because it just hears what you say in the video or it reads what you write on the caption or whatever. And it, it alerts the system and it says, okay, this post is not going to be seen by others. And I, I thought it was interesting because for me, like when I started yeah. posting about it, I was like, oh yeah, I'm noticing a drop in my engagement, but I was like, I'm also talking about God, like excessively. I'm also like, so, and I was getting a bunch of like unfollows and stuff when it happened too. So I'm like, you know, maybe my engagement is just down because people don't exactly. <laughs> quite frankly, don't want to hear what I have to say, but there is a real shadow ban. They don't show those videos purposely. Um, and, and that's why it stuck out to me that you said it kind of happened immediately for you. It's like once the algorithm clicks, it's like a switch. Once it goes off, it's like a threshold that you meet. And then they're just like shadow ban. So the shadow ban is definitely real. So I thought that was interesting. You were posting about it. And I mean, I had noticed it too. So it, it's a combination of the algorithm. Yeah. And, and like I said, they want to suppress all smaller accounts, no matter what you're posting about, even if it's has nothing to do with conspiracies. Controversial that, are, that I think are the truth that tell people, hey, think for yourself, do your own research. It's a lot of that stuff too. You know, and it, that's, like I said, that's the interesting thing. Cause that like my videos today that I posted of me just talking, those are getting normal views, but all the rest, like, it's weird that it doesn't, it's not displayed when I upload it. Like my icon, I guess maybe not, doesn't appear or whatever. It's, it's interesting. I think that is interesting. And, and same thing with me, like mine was kind of like, like a switch. Like I was just going full fledged, like posting all my stuff. So I wasn't able to really track when the change happened. But I, I think the fact that you're still posting like regular stuff and then conspiracy stuff and you're able to see the difference like that does show that it's real and you're exactly right like you'll post a new story but your icon won't go up to the top of the the page for people to see they they won't show it to people or if you put something on the feed they won't see you come up on the feed like it'll just be on your profile but it, it won't ever go on the feed so um i think there's a few different ways how they do it but that shadow ban is definitely real so we'll kind of close this out. I'll kind of start to wrap it up. Um, like I said, at the start of the episode, I'm going to put the link to the Luxic View Mindset podcast. Steph the Pharaoh. And my brand page is Luxic View. Those are the two Instagram accounts that I have. I also have, uh, I mean, if you just follow me on Instagram, you'll be able to literally follow every link that I have. The podcast on any platform that you listen to, my YouTube channel, um, and if you look me up on Facebook, I have a Facebook, Stefan Pacheco. Cool. And, um, as far as the Luxe, I do like jackets and sweaters and I do have some in stock as well. Um, so yeah, I mean, if anybody cares to support, you know, the brand, the message, I, I'm, I make limited items. I got shirts on hand. I got some hats. I got 
Um, like I said, jackets, sweaters still available. So cool. That's, that's good to know. And, um, I might look into that for myself and it's funny you brought up, you brought up your jacket and your shirt. And what's funny is what I wanted to, another point I wanted to tell you from our interview on your series, you know, we did that on the video call. It was video and audio. You posted it to YouTube. And as I was watching it, bro, I was, I I was honestly thinking (laughs) you were reminding me of really the character, not so much the actor, but the character Neo of the Matrix because, and you had that green background, like literally you said, it's like the the Fibonacci flower or whatever it is. Yeah, bro. And it's like literally the exact green that they use like in the Matrix, like when they show that. And bro, I'm telling you, you were just having moments where you were saying powerful things and I, it was just hit me i'm like bro i'm like <laughs> steph is having some neo moments so like i i just saw like the character bro like um just i don't know with with your your clothes and just that background so i noticed that so that's cool man um i thought I that was like really neo cool now. something <laughs> i wanted to point out to you yeah for sure bro so i mean bro this was awesome having you on and um like i said it was episode 12 over on your series the luxic view mindset I'm going to check out episode nine um, to hear the story of our boy BK. And, um, you know, I think that's really everything. I think we covered a lot of different points. We kind of gave my listeners kind of a break from just hearing, you know, exposing the darkness, exposing demonic. Like we did touch on that stuff, but I'm glad to just get your positivity, your light, your shine. um, And just these different spiritual concepts that, you know, kind of have, become a little bit more quiet on my series. So that's why I wanted to really have you on and talk about you, these brother. concepts. So I think you did a great job and um, for sure, bro. And I could, I know we, we just did the episode on your series and we just did this one, but I would be so down to have you on again. And we could talk about just straight conspiracy theories, like exposing darkness. Cause I think we could really do some damage. Like we did on your series and we could yeah. really go in and, and talk for hours. Honestly, I mean, it's effortless talking to you. So um, it's honestly an open invitation. Whenever you want to come back on here, I'm so down to have another episode because you just provide a lot of value. Hey, thank you, brother. You got a good thing going, man. For for those that uh, are listening in, you know, to, to Ryan's podcast, you know, definitely go back, dig in. I know I am and I have. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, the honor's mine, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being on my show. Uh, and I will definitely, you know, be interested in coming on again. Just let me know when. Definitely, brother. Thank you for saying that. And, you know, we'll know when the time is right. It's always the perfect timing and how it always works out. So I'll catch up with you soon, Steph. Um, I think that's everything for this episode. So thanks again, Thank my you. brother. I appreciate you coming on.